it's uh, <laughs> been a long run, one all uh, all around this week. Uh, you know, uh, Jeremy, we were teased with uh, the imminent sale of the WWE uh, at the close of uh, Stunt Granny Audio uh, 816. Uh, that has uh, not come to fruition uh, in any way, shape, or form. No. In fact, it's been dead quiet since. <laughs> so... I, I I mean, Marsh, I, mean I wouldn't I'm I'm not surprised that it didn't happen. Like something like that seems to take a while. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you can agree to sell, but I think I texted you this. Like, did Vince immediately when he retired was like, "All right, I don't want someone else playing in my sandbox, so I'm gonna talk to the Saudis who will pay me money for everything." You know, quick dollars that they want to, they want to, you know, not take over, but they already created their own golf league. They have something else, don't they? Didn't they buy a soccer team or something? Uh, well, I know that they were trying to get Cristiano Ronaldo to come over to their league. It did not seem like he was terribly excited about doing so. Uh, well, he's rich enough. He doesn't have to, though, right? Uh, y- yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really need to. That guy has made uh, a, a metric poop ton of money at this juncture. Uh, you know, having been the best player in the world for some portion of his career. He's right. He's worth $490 million already. <laughs> so, okay, and, Yeah, well, he does not I, really need any cent, any extra money. Well, not to just, like, take over, but I was going to bring this up later, but at what point... Do you have, or do you need more? Oh, it 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 just it's got to feel like you know? paper money, you know. Like it, it's kind of like even I haven't thought about money transactions in so long in uh in some way just because I haven't seen cash very much. Yeah, I think I have three dollars in my wallet. <laughs> There's the no cash thing, uh, automatic deposit. When I got to a job in this weird odyssey of the COVID era here, uh, it was weird when someone gave me a physical check. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, what barbarian still does this? <laughs> How do you hate trees this much? <laughs> Well, you really hate the environment. Like, uh, this is so unnecessary. Uh, um, so yeah, like even on that front, like even from a getting paid perspective, like I, pretty much my whole whole adult life, I've getting been getting electronic checks, and it like it hasn't really almost seemed like real money. And I don't even know what you do when you look at your bank account. It's like seven billion dollars, and you're like, huh. Well, that's okay, kind of nice. At that much money, do you even look at your bank account? I mean, I know, I know. With that, you've got people doing your books, blah blah blah. But <laughs> oh, right. Like that's a that's even four hundred ninety million dollars is a whole other level of wealth. Oh. It's not seven billion, mind you. But <laughs> yeah, half a billion, nearly half a billion is is a pretty significant chunk of change. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's <laughs> Oh man, I don't know if I can afford that. 
Everyone just turns and looks at you. Yeah, well, I'm, let me let me pull me pull up my Wells Fargo app real quick. Like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Just buy the Lamborghini or yacht or whatever. Shut up. But yeah, uh... but it's like all right. So only for him, good to go over and play in the Saudi league. Why? What do you have to pr- like? You're not proving anything. You oh. would just be going to make more money that you already have a copious amount of. Uh, yeah, I, I, not I. He wouldn't fetch the same amount of money in the uh, in the U.S., but he would probably be just yeah. as effective, honestly, if he if he felt like coming over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you, so for someone like him, it would be more of. I really don't know a lot about him, so I can be. I'm gonna be totally wrong, probably. But for someone like him, it would be more like he brought. Well, they already have soccer there. I guess it's not the same. Yeah, no, he he he's not going to be able to claim like some type of um the Pele of Saudi Arabia or anything wild like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's what I was going for. <laughs> or even David Beckham when he came here. And I know for like for U.S. soccer, it was big because he was one of the like to the United States people. Yeah, he was the biggest. You know, soccer star in the world may not have been the best, but he was still the biggest one, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was definitely the biggest star, but there, there, there are definitely uh, plenty of detractors that did not think that he was the best player, as you, yeah. uh, as you mentioned. Yeah, but like just for name value, what he brought to MLS, you know, he did get some eyes on it. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that was always one of the busier games here. Like, uh, the crew always uh, blacks out, well, at least they did in the past. Uh, I'm not sure if that's still a policy or not. Uh, But at least at the time when Beckham was playing, uh, you, even as a season ticket holder, you weren't allowed to trade in tickets for certain games. And uh, when he was with the LA Galaxy, that one was always on the list. Because they knew that they could get uh, enough butts and seats to not have people trading in tickets. Oh, okay. You know, and they would have rather, because I'm going to guess that they're losing money if you're kind of trading in tickets for other, you know, other game, more important games. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Beckham was, even when he was in MLS, he was important in, and I would imagine that other markets did had similar uh, similar gimmicks going on for their their team, expecting a big crowd when Beckham was in town. Yeah. So, what I was getting at is, he's going to go over. He's not really going to make a difference. I mean, he's not introducing anything. He's not going to get eyes over here on the product, which I don't know if that's even a consideration. So he oh. already has this money. So what's a, I mean? I mean, Frank, about it. What's another hundred million? If if it's, that's probably more. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> What's another hundred million when you already have five, five hundred million? I know it's a hundred million. I'm not stupid, but for what? You know, like he's young enough. I guess he can. I don't know. Not do anything. I mean, like I, that's the one that I'm like. Do you just then not do anything the rest of your life? Like you don't really need to. I understand what you mean, but no, you go do everything you want. 
<laughs> you know? Oh, well, I, 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 I guess, yeah, in the work department, like, is there anything that you do to fulfill your time, or do you just F off the whole time? You know, like, I mean, you could still have a more than reasonable budget. Like, like you said, like, if you're running around town, like, oh, I don't know if I am buy that. Like, if you go with the whole Lambo route, I, we, we've definitely seen some people clean themselves out. Like, Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> I I always think about uh, good old Jack Evans back in the day. <laughs> I'm like, how is that guy broke now? Like, oh, well. So yeah, there 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 are ways to uh, to pull off the enormous wealth to not enormous wealth situation. But yeah, I mean. When it's if half a billion, million dollars, you deserve to lose four hundred ninety million dollars. Yeah, like that would so. be really tough. Like I feel like at that point, like you're talking way above Jack Evans' money at yeah. that point. So the point I'm getting to with all this, <laughs> with Vince McMahon, <laughs> yes, he. All right, so Christian Ronaldo's thirty-seven. So we're going to use that as the barometer, which doesn't really match up, right? But he's thirty-seven. He's worth $490 million. Vince McMahon is 77 years old. He's worth $3 billion already. So this entire situation is got to be a psychologist's dream to study this stuff. <laughs> the narcissism, the vindictiveness... Just, it, I drew a blank now. Any word you can think of. Narcissism, for sure, if I didn't already say that. Yes, you already covered that one. Okay, well, that's an important one. <laughs> Control, selfishness, everything. That's all this is. And I think, I think it might have been last show we talked about, why do you want to come back? Like, I didn't realize he was worth that much. I knew he was a billionaire or whatever. I did not know it was three. So that's pretty fucking crazy. To read? No. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like the number was two for a while. I, I'm also not surprised that that number has gone up in the meantime. I mean, it, we do keep on talking about how profitable the WWE is these days. It was 2.4 last year. It's already up to three this year. It's only January. So, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. But it's like, I know there's like the whole business aspect and all that stuff. I'm far more interested in like the psychological aspects of him and everything involving this. Oh, I, I, I find this fascinating that this man who at first, like, you know, he bought the company from his dad. And then he didn't tell his dad what he was going to do. Cause he even said, they, you know, he never would have sold it to him, you know, famously. And he turned WWF into whatever it became. Now it's WWE. And he just can't let it go. Oh. Like, you've got... We were just saying, this guy at 37 with half a billion dollars never has to work a day in his life. He can go experience the entire world. Entire world. you got a guy at 77 who's you know traveled pretty extensively, runs in probably some pretty credible circles that insists on coming back to run the company he, he founded 
or created, whatever, and then immediately fires people and says, I'm going to sell it. Wait, why? There's so many different, different things of this. Can you imagine, like, you worked, now you worked for your, wait, did you work, you worked for your dad, right? It was his, it was his landscaping? Uh, no. Uh, that was named after my brother, uh, in fact. Oh. Uh, so technically it was a, uh, but yeah, I guess we would have worked for him. I don't know if he considered himself the CEO. Like, he definitely ran the books. Okay. Well, for this example, he did. So... Yeah. And you guys are profitable. He's turned it into, I don't know, True Green or Chemlon something. You know, something like that, right? No. You guys have been there. You've worked there your entire life, and you see what's going on. You're like, yep, I know how to do this. Knowing that... Ron, oh, okay, let's see, yeah. Your brother brought it from your dad. That nah, doesn't really work in this one. But anyways, you, you see the succession of it. Right. And he's like, yeah, you know, someday, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this, and I guess we'll see what happens. And you're like, well, I'm right here to buy it. Or just sell it to us. Or just keep it till you die and leave it to us in your will. And he's like, nah, no. And I know you love this company, you love what you do, and, you know, you've been here for all of this, but no, no, I'm going to sell it right out from underneath you. You'll profit from the stock, but you don't get any of this. Like, can you imagine that? And then, then it's your own father, you know, speaking specifically for Stephanie and then, you know, Triple H, his father-in-law, you got to be around this? And you can't say that Stephanie and Triple H didn't want that company. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, neither of them were going, oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead and sell it. Uh, yeah, it's, it is one of those in, just, yeah. I mean, Chris and I started to talk about it, but it is wild that it, it I guess it feels like, at least from that time of recording to now, that it's more of an inevitable thing, and it's just, you know, it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, not, okay, sure, the sale isn't uh, probably imminent, but it's one of those ones that, yeah, if you put it out there, and there, there are more than enough suitors like to kind of go back to more sports analogies, the uh, Fenway Sports Group bought the Pittsburgh Penguins last year or two years ago, something like that. Like, they're just in the game of buying sports teams because they own the Red Sox and is it Liverpool and uh, the Premier League and something else. Like, that's what their business is now. And I mean... And even to go with, uh, when did, was it Zufa got bought out by a Chinese company at some juncture? I believe. No, no Zufa, that, that's, that's UFC, right? Correct, yeah. But Dana White still stayed on as head of, you know, whatever. No, wasn't that, I don't, it's not the Mulatto brothers, but it's like, it's one of those guys. No, they sold directly to ESPN. 
right? No. No, I'm pretty sure that they're owned by uh, a, a Chinese conglomerate. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, okay, I thought for sure ESPN had something to do with that. But yeah, it, okay. I, I just yeah, like I, I, you know, obviously don't know the people specifically or at all like specifically. But what a miserable person! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it, all of that conjecture and shit just to get to that. What a miserable person. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like. Uh, I had uh, on a much more minor scale uh, something like that happen in uh, in the Defrango uh, line of family, uh, where someone's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna give you a bunch of money," and then they donated it to something. Ew. They didn't donate it in your name, did they? Uh, n- no. No, but I remember my parents <laughs> being none too pleased with uh, with how things ended up. Uh, you know, not, uh, it, it did not wreck them in any way, shape, or form. But you know, when you're expecting something and someone pulls those shenanigans, uh, it <laughs> it was a little much. And uh, that that yeah, that is a much smaller scale thing than what uh, what Stephanie is going through at the current moment. Yeah, well, even I mean, even Shane, for that matter, if you think about it. I mean, I know he's been gone for a while, but you got to figure. He figured I'm I'm gonna get something out of this. No. No, I'm just you know, I'm gonna sell it to whoever. You guys be damned. Stephanie, which we can get to in a second. Like, I'm out. And you know Triple H is looking over his shoulder. Like, you see these you see these dramas unfold on TV or in the news. <laughs> and I guess this is kind of news, but Jesus. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, we kind of talked about that last week. I, For the love of God, I hope that... If, just for the sake of the product that Triple H hangs on. Okay, can you honestly... Can you... Alright, after all we've just said, can you honestly see Vince not going, hey, I'm running the show again? Oh, I fully expect it. Yeah. So, hey. especially... I mean, he forced... I mean, alright, I have to watch that. He didn't force Stephanie out. But boy, she quit pretty quick. So his own, his own flesh and blood, his own daughter was like, peace out. Do you think for a second Vince isn't like, well, one down. So yeah, it's... What a high WWE was on. Like The product got better. It's not great by any stretch. Oh, but yeah. God damn. Yeah, there, there, there were holes uh, still to be addressed, but they were doing a pretty good job of uh, 
of patching up Vince's Vince's mistakes. I mean, we had already talked about it though too that they were still going to need time to really clean the slate from what had happened and I mean, some people still haven't really been able to make a comeback. Yeah. For, for, from the damage that was done to them already. Yeah, I, I, this whole thing is a mess for people who know. The people, like, who just go, hey, WWE's in town, let's go, and enjoy the wrestling. None of this matters. No. They don't even know. Uh, and I'm not sure that, I, well, in a lot of ways, too, like, I'm not sure that I care. Like, because that was one of those things that, I guess I don't care if it gets sold. You know, just because, like, I didn't stop rooting for the Penguins because Fenway Sports Group bought them, you know. Like yeah, it, for sure. It, it, it is what it is. Whoever owns the team that I'm rooting for is whoever owns the team that I'm rooting for. Like, I'm not necessarily pro them or anti them. Like, they're just there. And uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I don't care who owns the WWE. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I could, that I guess that's still the big problem. If, if Vince sells and then, like, oh, I get to send, spend my Twilight years running Raw and SmackDown, it's going to be like... <sighs> oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Uh, like, yeah. just... Make that part of the deal. I run it until I die. Yeah. Uh, it, it would in no way shock me if that's uh, that would happen. Uh, you know, I don't know that it will happen. Uh, it's on, to me, it's on the table. I, no, I wouldn't put it. Past, I don't put anything past this man. I mean, just, just imagine, like, you, you've seen the emails that he sent, that he, he demands to be reinstated, and now there's a class action lawsuit about all this. <laughs> I don't know how far that'll go, but you figure yeah. something's going to happen. I'm going to assume that nothing's going to happen from that. <laughs> well, okay, so what doesn't, if that's the case, doesn't that kind of tie up any sale? If you've got a, if you've got a, a class action lawsuit about the person putting himself in charge and how it went about it and, you know, basically holding them, holding them hostage. And they go, no, screw it. Kill the hostage. You just come in, kick everyone out. Not everyone, but like, you know, yeah. Fire, fire. People quit, put his old people back in. Is, is John Lauren, I going to come back soon. No. So he can pass, he can pass the next poor secretary down to John. <laughs> I don't know if it's the secretary or not. Still but. gross. Mr. Laranitis, why are you taking hand me downs? And then dating the Bella's mom. And marrying the yeah, and or she or he is now, or whatever. It It no. is kinda of weird being is it Eskimo Brothers with your boss? <laughs> Oh that my term? god, I forgot about that old yeah. one. <laughs> so, yeah, so... 
there's so many things. Like, everything keeps colliding in my head. But I just, it really boils down to what a miserable individual he is to do this. He, you have $3 billion at the age of 77. All you got to do is go, that's it. You don't have to do anything. I know they sold like their mansion in Connecticut or whatever. Well, and the well, and like you just said, like it went from two point four to three already. Like, it, it, he literally was not doing anything and still accumulating more wealth. Yeah, he's, he's he spends a million dollars. Like, oh, I made two today. Cool, which is the dream, by the way. But you know, it, it, and that's the other thing. Like, that's this has to be for a rational person the dream you built this and now it's something we we talked about last week so sorry to repeat but you took this from little regional territory bought everyone became the biggest wrestling sports entertainment company in the world bar none and then yes you left not through your own you know, will. But you get to hand it to your daughter and your and your son-in-law, so that your baby is in good hands. <laughs> and then you st- it's still not enough. No, I have to be in control of it. I'm gonna sell it. The hell with you guys. That's how I imagine that went down. He thought they're smoking a cigar, drinking scotch with. <laughs> Trump oh. or something. Oh, of course he drinks something gross like scotch. Yeah, I, I think I've tried it once and I didn't like it. But <laughs> not a fan. But yeah, I, like, I, I, I tried it all because of Ron Burgundy once, and I regretted <laughs> the decision after uh, doing that. Even I, I even tried to drink it proper, like, and no, no, thank you. Uh, anywho, uh, yeah, Vince, uh, he really has it out for uh, for kind of everyone involved in the process. Yes, and like, like where where does this vengeance come from? Well, and just the, I mean, the the fact that those other two was it George Barrios and Michelle Wilson or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um. I guess I don't know what they get out of the whole situation in a lot of ways. Like I, I am laughing that Nick Khan is still sole CEO. He's like, whatever. Like I'm just here running a business, guys. Like what the fuck? I'm just trying to make money. Like what? Why do you keep on bothering me like this? Yeah, I was brought in to make this place money, which I have been, <laughs> and now I keep getting yanked around. Like. <sighs> It's a look good on a resume, I guess. So. <laughs> oh, man. So. No, this, what a disaster for that family. Stephanie doesn't seem like that bad of a person. I've often said she shouldn't be a bad guy. Because she always came, comes off as sweet backstage and whatever else. And I know, like. it's. It, I know it's just appearances, but. And, you know, Hunter, as he's gotten older, has changed a lot, too. So uh, it's like you got these two even, even-headed even people, it appears, 
running this multi-billion-dollar company, and the crazy old coot decides, nope, time for me to be in charge again. All that's missing is the six shooters. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna be out there saying that uh, seventy-eight-year-olds really shouldn't be running anything. Uh, I know if you're in touch, I guess you surround yourself with people who are in touch that you trust and listen to, then okay. But we both know that's not happening. Oh, you know, well, I didn't, I mean, 78, 78, uh, also, uh, I'm just saying that, uh, (laughs) even, even when I get to that age, I'm going to be fucking old and, uh, maybe I'm not going to be as fast as I used to be. Uh, so this shit just kind of happens. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's what happens in life. So it's just, that's another reason why it's just like, man, come on. Like, we all know that uh, the fastball is gone uh, at that age. Like, just take the L, man. It's ha- it, it, it's happening no matter what, what you do. It's not even an L. No. It's, it's a capital W. <laughs> just the ego involved to do something like this is just astounding to... Come in, I, I, I guess I can't get over the family aspect. You come in and just go, fuck, fuck these kids. <laughs> and the first of Saudis, and I'm Nick Khan. Wait, yeah, sorry. Nick Khan was talking to Disney and ESPN today, supposedly. It's like all the, all the they're going to hit all the media people, which is smart. Yeah, oh. But... Do you think they're actually going to sell this thing? Being dead serious. Or or is this just all Vince's ruse to instill and cement that he has to be there? You know, like just come in and go, well, we can't sell this place without me. I did all my... did all of my due diligence. I did everything I could. I could not find a buyer for us, so we're going to maintain. And he's already entrenched. I, I, I feel like you need to commit to the sale. Like, if you're being this much of a dick to your family who... Probably is still going to take it over, despite your wishes then, I think. Well, but they won't own it. Like, that's, I, I guess that's the big thing, is sure they may work there, or maybe, well, Stephanie doesn't work there anymore. No. So it would only be Hunter. Yeah. But, and then I just had this thought. Is it possible he's shopping this around and then he can come back to the kids and go, all right, I'll sell it to you for this much, but I could have gotten this much. (laughs) No, I could have gotten $20 billion for this, but I'm going to sell it to you for a billion because you're family. What a dick move that would be. 
the whole thing's been a dick move. I, I, <laughs> I mean, that would be like the, the whipped cream and cherry on top. And maybe, not even maybe, definitely sprinkles. You gotta, you gotta get some fucking you know, multicolored sprinkles involved at that point. It, it, yeah, uh, on this whole thing, like, wow, man. To offer it back to them would just be so silly. Or you offer know? it back and go, well, I gave you the opportunity. <laughs> like, I got a billion dollars, motherfucker. What are you talking about? <laughs> Although you'd think that'd be an easy, you know, putting it in simplistic terms, an easy bank loan. <laughs> yeah, we need a billion dollars. Our overhead is this, uh, and we make about $5 billion a year. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think we can get that worked out. Yeah. So, but I I put nothing past this guy, even up to and including offering to sell it back and or sell it to him at a cheaper price, or just go, no, I want $20 billion from this, <laughs> which you don't have, so I'm going to sell it to Disney. And God help us. Well, and yeah, I I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Like, just because there's been this weird uh, content war thing going on with pretty much anyone. All of them. Yeah, with all of them. Like, it's it's honestly getting hard to keep track of who's with who in some regards. Uh And it's just like, um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they sold to... You know, I guess I'm almost surprised they weren't sold to NBC already, uh, just yeah, because. Universal. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like they—they've had just such a long relationship with them at this point. Like it just seems like a natural uh, sales point to me. Yeah. Or even Fox. If yes. you Think about it. I mean. Uh, SmackDown does bigger ratings than Raw does. It's a network show too, so you know you can still get over your open air if you want. Oh right. And you can put it under the Fox Sports banner. So I get you. you they could just move Raw to FS1. Put NXT on whatever they want if they even want it on TV. You know, and uh, and actually put some real synergy behind the partnership. That they tried to do when they moved over, they moved SmackDown over. Remember all the WWE shows that went nowhere? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. Like, they... And especially for a live event, that's what Fox oh. Sports is. So. I guess I, I started thinking, I'm like, oh, when's the next uh, Miz and Maurice or whatever it's called? I've never watched a, an ep. Well, I guess I've watched parts of a handful of episodes, but that's yeah, about it's, it. It's so fake. Oh. That you just go, oh my god. And it's like, Miss is entertaining, so whatever. <laughs> but I just, I don't like those shows. So it's like, okay. Uh, so. Yeah, neither do I, which is why I haven't really watched anything in, of note for that. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, because that was on TNT, but there was the roads to the top thing. But, yeah, they haven't, Fox really hasn't tried a whole lot like that. Oh, I guess they did the talk show. Yeah. But was was that the only thing that they really tried, though? 
Um, they had something else, didn't they? There was some other show. Yeah, that's why I, I asked. I couldn't really remember because I did remember the Renee, uh, you know, smack talk or whatever they called it. Talking smack. Talking smack. Well, that was on the network actually. The one that was on Fox Sports One, that was the one with Paige Booker. They brought CM Punk out. R- yeah. And Renee, and then they killed that show quick. Yeah, I guess I don't remember Fox really trying to do any uh, corporate synergy after that. Like, that was like, okay, we tried, we're out. And I'm like, I don't know, how many viewers do you normally get during that time slot anyway? It seems like a shit time slot. Yeah, didn't they put it on at like 10 o'clock at night or something? Or 11 o'clock or something? I thought, no I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was the middle of the day at like 2 o'clock. And I'm like... You know that most people are working at 2 o'clock, right? I don't understand why any show is on during the day. And then I see the shows that are on. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I, the fact that ESPN plays all their dumb talking head shows. I'm like, remember when ESPN used to be the same loop of SportsCenter? <laughs> oh. From 6 o'clock to, ele- to noon. And then at noon they would have one and then that would loop until 6 o'clock. Uh yeah, yeah. I I I, I remember, uh, which in some ways is uh, was a whole. We could hilariously segue into AEW talk if we wanted to, because I, sure. I I I got a good chuckle out of the whole. I was born in 1996, uh, so I don't remember all this stuff. You old farts. From MJF, I uh, and especially when he was, I I didn't think that uh, he doesn't really he avoided the fact that Ken Jeong is on one of the most popular TV shows on Fox. So, you know, I mean, I'm like, dude, you're picking on someone who is actually like a yeah, he made fun of stuff that didn't go well or it was a long time ago. But I'm like, dude, he's he's doing okay right now. Like he is not Freddie Prince. uh, Yeah, still fair game. If he's doing the same thing that we're doing. Yeah, he's he's fair game. Well, he used to work for WWE. I yeah. thought he'd go after him for that. Oh. And he was talking about Scooby-Doo, and I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Then I forgot. Oh, yeah, well, he was Fred, right, in the Scooby-Doo uh, movies? Uh, yes. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Now, if he would have said, oh, your your ex-wife, Sarah Michelle Geller, okay, that would have been fine. I think that was his ex-wife or girlfriend, one of the two. Oh, I thought they were still married. Oh, I don't know. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, because yeah, I was about ready to type that one in, Uh, but I that did make me laugh because he was talking about uh, what? Oh, she's all that from nineteen. From nineteen ninety six. I'm just like, good. I I was just like, good God, you're like that was one of those ones where I'm like. It puts it in a little bit of perspective that how young he is uh, for me when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd already been at Kent State for two years by the time he was born. All righty then. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. 
it's it's kind of in the middle of the show, but what did you think of, well, I thought Dynamite started off really hot and kind of clunked around and then got good again. Um, I, I, I guess if, I don't know if you want to start at the end uh, in, in some ways, but um, the end wasn't great for me. No, it. I. It, the that's thing what wasn't great. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say what, but I, I, the match. They had some nice spots in the match that I thought were pretty cool or nice or whatever. Like I didn't think that it was a garbage match, but it was also like. I think because they had done all kinds of like three different gimmick matches or at least two straight gimmick matches before this one, it, it you know, they had kind of exhausted all their options. A cage match, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, they no. could have gone that route, but I, I, that's the only thing that they didn't really, well, A, that doesn't seem terribly popular in AEW for whatever reason. Um, I yeah, feel... Yeah, sparingly, which it should be used sparingly, actually. So. Yeah, like, I, the WWE seems way more prone to pull the trigger on a cage match than... Than AEW does, and plus the WWE does have a variety of cage matches. Uh, You know, when you start counting the the Hell in a Cells of the world and uh, what War Games, Elimination Chamber, Chamber. Uh, what's the one? uh, The the Fight Pit is pretty much a cage. (laughs) Oh yeah, forgot about that one. That's one I'm not sure they should bring back. So, so you know, the WWE has a lot of them. AEW, I'm sitting here going, they have a lot of gimmick matches. They don't go to that well too often, though. The the whole cage thing, for whatever reason. Uh, and but yeah, I, it was just like, oh great, this is a ladder match, and ladder matches always lose points when. Someone has a hard time grabbing the championship. And Kenny Omega being up there for what felt like five minutes. I know it wasn't that long, obviously. But it's just like, oh my god. This feels like it's taking forever. But that's that's like every Lucha Bros. (laughs) Young Bucks match. Like You have to do all these dumb spots that take forever. That totally take yourself out of it. Oh. Like he's battling like guys jumping bong, bong, bong. The other guy's just staring at him. And you're like, oh, he's going to move. Then he gets hit by the guy. And you're like, what? Like, it, it, can you at least tell us that he has hypnotic powers when he does this stuff? <laughs> just cover for the idiocy of these things? And it has nothing to do with being athletic. It has everything to do with selling a contest as being real. Oh. At least somewhat real. You have to... We all get around punches okay i mean you're punching a guy straight out you're gonna knock his ass down i mean i would hope so uh but you just allow it, it right Plus, they used to be elite too so uh yeah that that you know. day is is definitely 
gone by oh, yeah. quite a while ago. And Jim Ross keeps trying to bring it up whenever he would. So that's a close fist right there. It's like, yeah. Punch has been around for a while, man. So, <laughs> But, no, I, my problem with this whole series was I never once thought the Young Bucks and Omega were not going to win. Oh. And I know you can get lost in a match, and because it's happened. You know, I'm like, oh, they're definitely, was it, what was a good example? Like, Riddle. I honestly, like, when him and Roman Reigns were going at on SmackDown, I'm like, well, they're making this really competitive. It's getting really close. Oh. Like, are they going to shock everybody? Like, no, it was like, oh, you fucking, you fucking got me. <laughs> I don't think it was that one, but there was definitely one. Right. No, it might have been that one. I, on, to I was like, team in it. I mean, it's still, cl- like, that ended up being more of a cliffhanger than it should have been. If if nothing else, it was a, more of a cliffhanger than it should have been. Yeah, like you, it just felt inevitable that the Young Bucks and Omega, like, they came back for suspension, challenged for them, lost in controversial fashion, and then all of a sudden we have a, 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 a seven-part series, and it's just like, uh, okay, like, I, I know how this is going to play out. And I guess I was a little bit surprised. Like, they actually did do a decent amount of overrun, almost a full three minutes, uh, which is a lot for AEW. Um, But it still seemed like too short of a match for the situation, too. And I'm like, why wasn't this the full, like, last half hour? That's what I thought, too. I saw the time, and I was like... Really? All right. Yeah. But also, maybe it's a nice way to prevent these idiots from killing themselves. So, like, really hard. I'd say idiots. I shouldn't have said that. But it's like, you see the stuff they do. It's like, you're an idiot. So I'm, uh, no, I'm going to back off that. Like, yeah. That? They they definitely take their chances with their bodies. Yeah. You don't need to do that. So, uh, yeah. I, I well, especially when you do it that many times in a row. You know what I mean? Like... Again, like, they had all kinds of death-defying spots in at least the two preceding matches. You know? That's their entire show. Like, everyone does the same thing every week. So it's like... Okay. Well... I said that on purpose, and I mean, do you have anything more to say about that in the match? Uh, not really. I mean, like I said, like it was it's not that it's terrible, but uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of was no, it riddled with it, it. It was riddled with all the normal problems of one of their matches. I mean, I did, I did enjoy watching it. Don't get me wrong. Like that, that was it was it was the the weird like where it bottomed out for me. Uh, yeah, they, they help bring it out. Of the bottom. They help bring it out of the bottom. That's what I mean. Yeah, it, it, it. Well, you were talking about how the flow of it went, and I mean, I guess to me, yeah, the ending was a little kind of lame. But the other thing that I always say to myself, though, too, when I'm watching it, it's just like I, I, I hear the crowd. Like I'm not deaf. You know, like people went bonkers when that when they won. It's just like okay, like I, 
like you said, like I guess I just never felt like it was in sus in suspense that that was going to happen. It's just like I I have a hard personally I have a hard time getting invested when I just kind of know the outcome and it's been ordained. I mean, how many times has it been like almost has it been a month and a half that they've been running these matches? I have no idea. They were having them every week and then they slowed down. I think they were every 2 weeks. Yeah, so like I the mean the last 3 were every 2 weeks. So it's been a while now. Yeah, it's been a little over 2 months then that this whole thing hit. Yeah, cuz I mean I do feel like the first 3 or 4 were like every week. And the, well no, I shouldn't cuz they ended up counting that first one is a, a match 1, right? That was at the pay-per-view. Because I feel like yes, that, yeah, that ended up turning, I feel like it wasn't one of seven at the pay-per-view, and then all of a sudden it became one of seven uh, at a Dynamite afterwards. And so it was just like, okay, like, yeah, that's a long time to be, I mean, I know that they've done feuds over that kind of time period, but it's different having a feud over that time period and wrestling that frequently over that time period. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, guys, we're just, uh, yeah. Again, I, I guess the crowd was hot, so they weren't tired of it, but I, I definitely was. It's just like, okay. Like, it was another, you know, another one of their matches. Uh, yeah. I guess... It, is uh, Adam Cole under your uh, This Show Started Hot uh, category. Okay, real quick before we get to that, because yes. So what I was getting at when I was oh, talking okay. about how everyone does the same moves, and it's all the same stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So we get Jungle Boy and Hook versus <sighs> Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. <laughs> I go immediately, oh, Lee Moriarty's taking the pin. Okay. But what they did in this match is something that they don't do. Oh. Hook did one big move. And it was safe. It was explosive. And the crowd went crazy because they built it. He couldn't get Bill off his feet. He couldn't. And I'm like, how is he going to do this? Because oh. I mean, Bill Morrissey is 6'7", and Hook is, what, 5'8"? Uh, yeah, not very tall. Right, and I'm I'm bigger than Hook is. So yeah, it's yeah. Like, I couldn't get Bill Morris over my head. I don't think. Uh, well, watching the match, I well, uh, yeah. A, uh, you do always get help from your opponent. B, uh, Hook is still like. I guess I wasn't surprised that it was funny that they were talking about it a little bit. They're like. If people don't think lacrosse players are athletes, they're crazy people. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not. I was like, maybe people don't realize what's involved in that. And the fact that Hook was a Division One lacrosse player, I'm like, God damn, man! Like that. That's some pretty decent skills that he has uh, that he's working with there. Cardio's got to be pretty great. Those guys are like they're always running and they're hitting each other with sticks. It, yeah, and he's so, and he's one of the few guys like I 
Sometimes I kind of laugh that, uh, well, yeah, there are some really Jack guys, but he's one of those guys that's, uh, he's a smaller framed guy, but he does, he has more of the uh, MMA build, I guess. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. You know, he's not really as bulky as most wrestlers. He's more of a, a, a lean muscle. And it, I, I guess I always kind of believe stuff because he, just like his dad, like he does a good job of uh, selling the move mm-hmm. and really pop those hips. I mean, how many times has <laughs> Taz said that? You know what I mean? Like, is that's one of those ones where as cliche as it is, you can also see people that really put an effort into selling it and making it look real and trying to get the angle. And Hook is awesome at that. And that's the thing I'm getting at. He had one job in this match. Oh, yeah. He did it perfectly with Will Morrissey. I kept calling Bill, but that, that fuck him, that's what they did. With Will Morrissey helping him. Yeah. But the fact is, one ma- one move in that match mattered more than every move. <laughs> maybe the one-winged angel off the ladder. Which oh. didn't even lead to a pin or the end of the match. No. No. With this, cool with a move, simple, but... was it belly-to-belly overhead? Uh, right? T-bone. Okay. That one move mattered more than everything there. And no one got hurt. No one's going to be out for a few weeks to heal up from it. And the crowd went crazy, and now Hook looks like a badass. And the best part was Morrissey didn't come out looking bad for it. He was like, what the hell was that? He wasn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. He rolled out of the ring, and Moriarty, as expected, took the pin. And Bill's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I That matchup... Uh, uh is an antithesis to most of AEW's booking. Yes. Like, even a Darby Allen match, as crazy as he is, the moves matter. And yeah, he does a lot of crazy stuff, but oh. that's also him. He has to because of his size. We're all right. And when he hits them, Jesus, I feel bad for the other person. <laughs> that, that looks like the most uncomfortable offense to take from him. And I don't care if he's 125 pounds. Yeah. I, mean, I dropped 95 pounds on my head. It hurt like hell. Yeah, and he's really, most of the time, he is really coming at you at, at, at a very strong velocity. Yeah, there there is a definite match starts. He's at 100 immediately. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. But no, the show started, who started, what started the show? Um, well, I, I, I do actually have the results oh, pulled up here. Um, oh, Moxley and Hangman Page. Oh, yes. Really good. I was surprised by the end. I did not think Page would win. Then they're doing the reversal where Moxley's the guy that's supposed to be hurt. <laughs> oh. And then the next segment was Adam Cole, correct? Uh, I almost thought it was cheesy that they had uh, Moxley be injured after that match, honestly. I don't mind... Because he wasn't hurt like Hangman Page. He wasn't knocked out, but, you know, he was calling Hangman soft and pussy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up getting hurt. And it's like, well, 
and they still showed Hangman's sympathy after, like, oh, man, did I hurt him? I didn't mean to do that. Oh. So Moxley can still go, you're a pussy. Yeah, that's what happens. Are you still in sympathy for it? Oh, yeah. Try to add a dimension. That's where I, that's where I think that's going to go at least. So. Yeah, yeah, they could go that, or they should go that route because it did play out exactly like you're talking about. Yeah. So I did. I didn't mind that. Now, if he would have knocked Moxley out and they took him out on a stretcher and all this stuff, then sure, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Gotcha. But this is a lot better. And then. Yeah, well, and then Cole was Adam Cole's uh, return was uh, next up after that. Yeah, what a return! I mean, I, I was about in tears uh, watching that today, uh, and I only needed to listen to it. And Tony Schiavone's like, uh, I don't want to introduce this guy, but here he it is. Gives me no great pleasure. To it gives me no great thing. pleasure. And then the crowd goes bananas. <laughs> it's just like Tony. What the, what did you think was gonna happen? Like, are you? Do you think you're gonna look like the good guy in this situation? Especially with a guy who has been out for what do you say, eight months, nine months, something, Long time, yeah, something like that. Uh, I, I... Which I, I did find that funny at first, but it, now it makes sense. Because Adam Cole comes out, oh, well. and Tony Schiavone goes, I, I you know, don't want to do this. And he just takes off. He's nowhere to be found. <laughs> and then Adam Cole, this is a side of Adam Cole I've never seen. And I knew something was up when he came out in a tan jacket instead of the usual black he always wears. Oh, so I was like, oh, he's not the bad guy. So, okay, because, you know, crowd's going to go crazy for him. And he's talking about all this stuff like, wow, this is pretty nuts. And I was like, god damn, Tony. Like, you didn't know this? <laughs> and then when he goes, you know, this is bad news for the rest of the roster. Everyone goes crazy. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I was wondering, because of how long it had been, like, that's not the end for him, is it? Like, oh, no. Oh, Especially when he was going over everything. Yeah. He he did a pretty good sales job of uh, making it appear as though it might be the uh, the end for him. Yeah. And, well, I mean, even, like, the sales job, sure, but, I mean, just, like, I guess all that's real. And oh, well, that's crazy. I, yeah. I mean, I, we've discussed it before. Like, you can really tell when someone... Obviously, like he was pretty radio silent. I feel like yes. about what what was going on, and it, the people that do that, they always seem to have a really good cathartic moment to come out and explain it and complain about it and go, "Finally, I'm back." Yeah, and I was very happy they didn't do the old pull the rug out from Mundia. He's like, I want to thank oh. you guys from the bottom of my heart for showing me that I don't care about any of you. Like, oh, <laughs> God. It would have been so cringy. Like, yeah, it, be, it, it it just being bad news for the rest of the roster, I'm like, okay, I can accept this answer. It's still a little cheesy, uh, but 
it works. You know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a solid segment. It'll be interesting to see where, uh, I mean, he doesn't have any of his buddies anymore. Yeah, Fish is gone, O'Reilly's hurt. Yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna get singles Adam Cole. It will be interesting to see where he fits in the realm of uh, AEW because I mean he had fought some big names, but he didn't really fare too well. I feel like no, no that that whole run shit the bed. It was bad. So it was like okay, they gotta redeem it somehow. And I think this may be the way to do it. He even said it may not be right now, but it's going to be. I'm going to be on top. Like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. So we're like, we're not clamoring for him to like take over. Oh, uh, you know? and that is great. Like, yeah, build him back up and ha- then have him go after it, mm-hmm. and that'll yeah, be and great. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nope. And the other thing that the other thing though is the the kingdom is there, Taven and Bennett. <laughs> oh. They're not doing anything. So they're wrestling on rampage, sir. Okay. So there is them. You can finally get them on TV again. (laughs) (laughs) I heard everything you said. So so there's that. But I think it'd be interesting to see Adam Cole on a singles run as a good guy. Because even in NXT, he still had, you know, he still had the running buddies. Oh. Which, by the way, as an aside, where the hell is Roderick Strong? I don't know. Yeah. I guess training people. He was in the the hospital. Yeah. They really have not referenced him at all during this whole Ivy Nile. uh, Den Mother thing. Yeah. Den Mother situation. Like. Damon Kemp. Where the hell is he? Is he hurt? Uh. That dude did take a couple of pretty serious L's. Because, I mean, he lost the feud with the Creed brothers, and then he... Did he lose to Roderick Strong then, too? Or did he just lose no, to no. both Creed, uh, Creed brothers, and then he lost the next week to someone? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. But yeah, and that's been it. But no, he never faced Roderick Strong. He just beat him up. Oh, so, yeah, I don't know. Is, he he is uh, he has gone the way. Uh, yeah, he he has not been on TV for quite a while at this point. Yeah. So, anyways, we, we just mentioned running buddies, and then oh yeah yeah. So after Adam Cole, that was Hook, right? Uh, Hook and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Hook and Jungle Boy. What was next? Was that MJF? Uh, yes, and okay. uh, Kanosuke uh, Takeshita segment there so can you i need that explained to me i don't get it with him he's fine okay like uh, oh. he's, the next big, he's the next big star he's the, no he's not I, I, I hate to break it to everybody he's not and I, i'm gonna sound i'm not gonna sound try to sound ignorant here he can't speak english and if he can, whoever told him to act that way in the ring should be fired. 
when MJF's like talking to him, and MJF was doing some low hanging fruit, by the way. And that that's when yeah. I started going like, "Eh, this is really getting a little long in the tooth, man." And then Takeshi says something, and then he goes, "I said you can kiss my ass." MJF acts like he's never heard it before. He's getting upset. I'm like, what is this? And the match starts. It goes way too long. And then it ends. Like, I never thought for a second, Daniel, damn it, Brian Danielson wasn't going to win. Oh. So. Yeah, this gauntlet, the the inevitability uh, that this seven man has Brian Danielson getting to MJF has that same level of ine- inevitability to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just... And then what was after that? Uh, So, yeah, that was the talking segment. Then we actually had the match. And then there was... Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Soraya and Tony Storm. I zoned out on this. Uh, What happened to Soraya? She was nowhere to be found when I started watching it. uh, uh, Oh. I don't know, man. Did I miss something? She is. I, I, I saw some spots and I'm just like, Oh my God! You've been out of the ring for seven years, and they don't do house shows or anything else. So you know, you know, I was just like, "Ooh, woof!" Like, I know that you were like a child phenomenon or whatever uh, she was exactly, but it's just like uh, when you don't do something for that long of a time period, uh, maybe you're not great at it when you first start doing it again. Cause she was, she had a match with Britt what two three months ago, and that's been it. It's been pretty limited, and yeah, then like, I guess rolling with people isn't the same as an actual match. The other so. thing that was kind of weird to me here in, in in this match is that even the announcers talked about they're like, oh yeah, Hikaru Shida was really pissed about um, Paige picking Tony Storm instead of her. But then Hikaru Shida comes down and at least the look on her face is even after the match was I meant to help out my uh, baby face friends but ended up helping out the heel team friends. I was just like, huh? Like, they were talking about her being pissed in the interview. It's just like, shouldn't she be outright saying she helped them win? Like, she doesn't need to be aligned with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter because that would be even weirder in a lot of ways. But if you're playing up the fact that her skin is boiling because she didn't get picked, I I don't know. That was a weird way to uh, end the match to me. Well, I I saw it more as she came down... To make herself valuable. And I guess with Soraya, or is it Soraya? Am I saying it wrong? I know it's been some 
Whatever. Okay. So when she went down there, she's like, well, I'm going to help. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, and I'm um, laughing too. Because uh, this was one where I was kind of working and uh, quote unquote watching. And uh, I'm laughing that the write-up I'm looking at says, the production crew missed the shot of Sheeta sliding her kendo stick into the ring. Okay, thought it was me earlier today not really paying attention. Someone really paying attention realized that AEW fucked up. So. <laughs> oh, see, I, like I said, I zoned out because I was bored with it. And I'm sorry, I just was. And I, I like Tony Storm. But it's we've mentioned it before. There's just something missing. Now it used to be just the end of her matches were always so flat, but now it's just there's just a disconnect. I don't know what it is, and maybe it's just me. There's just something missing with her. I don't know what it is though. And I actually like in this. I'm not supposed to. I actually like the team of Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. And yes, Britt's gonna turn on her eventually, but. Two heels, heels in quotes, working together and with no jealousy is pretty, pretty crazy. Which makes them baby faces, sort of. Uh, oh, and the fact that they're dressing that matchy matchy, I'm like, I. It's still kind of weird to me that they're trying to play them as even. But I also feel like they keep on playing Jamie Hayter as the second fiddle. Like to me, she should be, sure right. yeah. she yeah. she should be the one that turns. Just because it's just like, hey, I've been the champion for this many months, and why am I still second built? What the fuck is this? Yeah, like why are you talking during the interviews all the time? <laughs> you know, like I'm not Brock Lesnar. I can talk, which Brock can talk. So it's a bad example, but I'm not Kamala. Oh my god! But, well, who ta- Kim Chi? Did he ever talk, or was oh. it always Slick or Mister Fuji or whoever the manager was? I yeah, I don't really remember. And Kim Chi just kind of like moved side to side like every eighties guy did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, it's fantastic. So, but oh no, yeah, I, there's no seemingly jealous, no seeming jealousy involved. None of that stuff, and I, I kind of dig it which I think is going to make when Britt Baker turns on her even better. But Uh the fact remains, well, the only way that crowd's ever going to turn on Britt Baker, I think, is if she turns on Jamie Hayter. Everyone's also going to cheer for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, Well, (laughs) I mean, you just kind of see that in so many segments where they just... When I hear booze, I'm always shocked, you know, because even again, like all all the heinous things that uh, Chris Jericho has done, still cheers, still singing his song coming into the ring. It, yeah, it doesn't matter to that crowd. Irrelevant what their alignment is. So, uh, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Britt Baker still got cheered after turning on Jamie Hayter. That was the next segment, right? But yeah, that that was the next segment, and then uh, it was the main event after that. God was, damn. 
Ricky Starks comes out, I want you next week. And Excalibur goes, well, yeah, he already went to Tony Khan about it. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you, just, you just threw him under the bus. But it's like too many people doing too much of nothing. That Jericho Appreciate Society is what, 10 people? Eight? Oh, and boy, remember when Daniel Garcia mattered? Oh. What an epic tumble that was. Uh, yeah, him and Sammy Guevara are not. Like, it's, they're redundant features in the same group. Yes, they are. <laughs> I don't know why Anna Jay's in there. Other than she's like, you know, Ty Conti's friend. Yeah, that I, that isn't good enough for you? I guess it's going to have to be. But it's just with the sheer amount of them. This isn't the NWO. Oh, I, You know? It, that got crazy after a while. Yes, it got pretty terrible. At some juncture. And yeah, Jericho Appreciation Society is just entirely too large. And I mean... I, the fact that Jake Hager still uses the whole undefeated MMA thing. It's just like, yeah, your record's like almost the complete opposite in professional wrestling, especially in AEW. That, yeah, because he had the championship runs in the WWE, I'm going to guess that his winning percentage was at least in the 50% area. AEW, I, I don't know that he's had a victory. Maybe in a tag team match. I don't feel like he's had a whole lot of singles victories. Didn't Hager, Hager beat somebody a long time ago? So there you go. Great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, he's such a... They can trot that whole MMA thing out, but it, he is just such a joke on that in, in that company. Yeah, and I guess you don't have to be the main event, so maybe this is just what he wants to do. Uh, well, know? but yeah, when it comes to taking him seriously as a threat, no. <laughs> well, and I mean, I don't even take him seriously as a gatekeeper. At this point, like he's had so many losses that it's just like he hasn't even had a squash match win over someone that I could think of recently. Like he, he needs something more than a beat down, uh, you know, like a five on one beat down by the Jericho Appreciation Society on someone. Like I, I need to at least somewhat believe that he could win a match. What the hell was the first one Jericho had? The uh, inner circle. Thank you. I remember that, that Jake Hager, and when we went to the one in Charlotte, and they had that big brawl before the pay per view. Oh yeah. And Hager was beating the bejesus out of MJF, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that that's some stiff shit." Like it was great. I mean, it probably wasn't, but it sure looked like it. That Hager is dead. It's just oh. the guy who likes his purple hat. <laughs> so, but I also found, you know, I'm not sensitive, so I don't care. But I did find like some of Ricky Starks' insults, like 
Really? He's making fun of his lisp? Oh. Weird. Yeah, that one I'm like, yeah, aren't aren't we supposed to not do that now? Like I thought that's what the cool progressive thing was, was to not make fun of someone's physical disability. Yeah, and then like and then Action Andrade talking about how Sammy can't control his wife, and it's like that's kind of cavemanish too. Like, um, are these nineteen eighties baby faces? And I don't remember when did she touch his dick. Oh well, that was the other thing, and I'm like, well, why is Sammy going crazy all over this stuff? She just low blowed him. Oh. Oh yeah, that's that. That's what that reference is for. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's I'm going. Uh, Sammy, Sammy why are you like, mad? Yeah. Like you know what happened? Like he, she, she wasn't like balls. sitting there fondling him or anything. Like yeah, I mean, if you catch her jerking him off, then yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> match. Like, hey, 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 this is wrong on a lot of different levels. But <laughs> okay, I I did not understand that was the reference. Yeah, Sam should have been like, "Yeah, she he, she punched you in the dick." So, yeah, I I, I have no idea why he was upset about that. Like, he he has zero reason to be upset about that comment, at least. Yeah. What a bizarre world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Do you want to uh, carry our way into NXT before uh, before moseying on out of here? Oh, yeah. Like, well, one, did you guys talk about the best character on Raw? Uh, I don't you know. know. Who it is. How what? dare you? You know who the best character on Raw is right now. Sami Zayn? No, he's, I consider him SmackDown. No, Raw. Uh... I'm thoroughly disappointed. Bobby Lashley? <laughs> MVP? Are you just doing this on purpose? <laughs> Austin Theory? Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> of course we talked about Dominic Mysterio. Okay. I gotta get my two cents in. <laughs> this is the coolest thing they've done with this guy. And it's funny. He's dressing partly like Conan from WCW or like any stereotypical gangbanger from like an 80s, 90s, early 2000s flick. He's using every single prison trope possible. <laughs> and then when it's time to wrestle, oh no, 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 no. And his own group doesn't want him wrestling anymore. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I just don't want him to mess it up. Where he becomes a badass. No. This is he even called himself Latino Heat at one point. Which uh, was awesome. Finn's Finn has taken on a totally different persona and it's great. Damian Priest, like the whole judgment day thing is actually really worked out by becoming kind of absurd. Uh yes. The 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 absurdity of all of this Honestly, uh, like I said, like it's weird that this all started because of everyone's Rhea Ripley fetish, essentially. 
I mean, it's a good fetish to have. I, I, I in no way blame anyone because I'm on that list. I was, I was down with that from the second she showed up. She had the long blonde hair and all that stuff. I was like, who is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she, she was pretty much a day one. Yeah. Yeah, and then I distinctly remember we went to NXT here in Concord, and we were second row, and she did the whole like looking at the crowd thing move she does directly in our in our section. It was before she started doing all the really dark makeup, so her eyes really stood out. And I was like, this trick is beautiful. Like, oh my god. <laughs> and her partner was Renee Gonzalez. And I was like, look at this. <laughs> Against Ember Moon and Asuka. Oh, good lord. Yeah. That is a lot of talent in one location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all four foot of Ember Moon pack so tightly <laughs> I'm still a fan of hers so uh, yeah I mean she's on the list of uh, has not gone well in AEW somehow possibly a ton of people. gone worse than well she it. is the ring of honor women's champion now oh I keep on forgetting that you yeah, I well, think that was you kind of sarcasm too so. <laughs> you you have mentioned that yeah so good I mean good for her but I don't Oof. think I've seen her since I guess I need to start watching Rampage in case they're on there, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an easy watch for me uh, on Friday nights, because, um, whatever. <laughs> just That's one where I'm like, I'm just getting this knocked out. I never remember a whole lot about it, honestly, because uh, I don't generally watch SmackDown Live, but the wife goes goes to bed around the beginning of Rampage, so it's just like, okay... Let's just get this knocked out so I don't have to watch this nonsense at some other some other time. Yeah. Yeah, we like since I lift on Saturday mornings now, or going out on Fridays is kinda done. So you know. We're home and if she's not watching some awful Netflix like reality show like <laughs> Love is Blind or The Cube or some dumb shit where they talk through a wall and fall in love. Oh, it's just. I'm glad it isn't uh, a glory mind. hole situation. I would prefer if it was that. <laughs> and yes, I under, no, and there's no there's no uh, homosexual couples on there, or lesbian couples either. This is all heterosexual. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually that's actually a much better show. Dude, <laughs> you nailed it. That's a much better show. <laughs> Love it for suck or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh man! Judge your love by. <laughs> Just it's going so far downhill. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has. It's already. actually the exact opposite of what you're going for. They want to take away the looks and the sex from it and everything else, and it's like. The first thing they do when they, they finally get to see each other, and the first thing they do is go off together and fuck. So, why don't we just get that out of the way, and then we can talk. Like, this is ridiculous. Be normal. Just hook up and then go, that was fun. Do you want to talk some more? Like, talk at all? Anyways. Dominic Mysterio is great. Oh, I never thought that, I'd say that. Yeah, yeah. That it, it, it is a wild statement to be making 
uh, on the Stunt Granny podcast. Like, even though I've already done it, uh, the fact that Dominic Mysterio was the most entertaining part of Raw is uh, it's something else. The 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 moment you you sent me the whatever it was the Instagram or Twitter post of him with the teardrop tattoo. That uh, awesome. Yeah, that that just started. It started to snowball after that. Like that, he hops off. He hops off the top and smacks the guy. <laughs> Do we have a problem? I'm howling. Oh my god, this is so great. Can you imagine that kid smacks you? Okay, buddy. <laughs> well, looks like you're eating out of the toilet for a while. For the nine hours you're in the county jail. <laughs> and the fact that uh, I, Kevin Patrick and uh, Corey Graves have a much better rapport already than Byron Saxton and uh, Corey Graves post the first run in NXT that they had together. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, when they got called up to the main roster, that dynamic just never worked. I, lo- I, I, I do love Byron Saxton, weird backstage guy. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, it's, it's like he's just kind of being himself. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. He feels comfortable. Yeah, yes. Well... Well, one, he probably doesn't have Vince McMahon in his ear yelling at him. And then he doesn't have Corey Graves conversely yelling at him the whole time, too. So, yeah. I mean, never forget how good Byron was when no one was screaming at him. So. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I really don't have a problem with him as the commentator. His, uh, his partners were uh, yeah. questionable. Like I said, it, him and Graves just had a different uh bout because of vince uh well yeah because of Corey graves being anointed as the message sender him and byron had a different dynamic that uh, they did not have in nxt no well speaking of nxt good move um that that battle royal oh None of that was necessary. Like, they say in the show, we're both going to be the winner. What? They both win. And then they're just standing there, they're not ringing the bell. And I'm like, they should have just stood there. And they're like, no. We told you we were winning. We won. We're done. Instead, for no reason, JCJ just goes, I'm going to fight you now. She's like, wait, what? And they both eliminate each other. So they both win. What? <laughs> or they both lost, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, it was pretty... Well, well I mean, I guess because Roxanne came out and just smiled at both of them that they ended up both winning, even though they both lost. It, it was none of it was necessary. It, no, it was so like dumb. like you said, like they're like this. We're calling our shot, and then they, you know, swish. Like I mean, it was a fucking perfect shot. You know, it's just like hold on, why? 
what are we doing here, guys? Like, why are we gilding the lily? Like, you told the story perfectly. Uh-huh. You know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's such a... I, I just didn't get it. Like, why, yeah. why it be so convoluted? Like, it, it wasn't necessary. But, Not even whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we we got to the same outcome. I'm not yeah. gonna get too up in arms about it, to be honest with you. So, uh, but it was weird, and that was one where I was. <laughs> it was so funny since that airs when Chris and I are recording. I'm like, oh, I'm really interested to see the result of this Braun Breaker versus. Uh, the Grayson Waller match. Just because when Braun Breaker got the better of him during the Waller effect or whatever it's called, um, I was just like, oh, this is weird. Are they haven't Breaker dropped the championship to Waller? Like, I, that got the wheels turning in my head last week. And then I, I turn on the show... Around nine fifteen or so, and uh, I see the women's battle royal is the main event. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and then I, I ended up watching the show from the beginning there, and obviously I saw I ended up seeing what happened, yeah. and it's just like, oh well, th- this is kind of interesting. Yeah, now on a personal level, I'm very happy because the rematch, I'm gonna go. I'll be, I'll be there for. No. And then I'm also getting Roxanne Perez and Toxic Attraction, which now I wish I would have spent the extra money, get a little closer. <laughs> um, I guess are they gonna do Wesley and Dijak there as well? I can't remember, or is that next week? I can't remember what they said. Oh, I don't remember when they had that one scheduled for. Yeah, but like if if New Day and Gallus go, that'd be pretty sweet. Oh, you know that's just a personal one. I was happy to see them come back, although I wasn't sure where was Joe Coffee. They didn't say they didn't even mention him. Uh, no, I was yeah. just like, oh, is it just the two of them? Yeah, which is it's always been weird to me that the Coffee Brothers aren't a tag team. It's always Mark and Wolfgang. Oh. So I was like, this is weird to me, but whatever. Agreed. Tyler Bates coming back. I don't remember. What was the Twitch streamer's name? Oh, the woman? I don't remember her at all. Uh, I I also have those results pulled up, so I'll have to find it. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that his actual name is Hard Justice. Part part of his name is uh, uh, Dijak. Oh, the the write up that I'm reading. What a goofy match that was too. Like, why was Stax gonna? Why was Stax in the ring? Like sacrificing himself. And he so he gets kicked. It doesn't mean Dijak's like, well, job's done. Like the match was still going on. 
That was just a weird way to end it. And I know, like, are they oh. trying to turn Tony D'Angelo face? I mean, people cheer for him anyways. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they don't really need any help for him to be a baby face. And I can't wait for this whole dumbass gimmick to get dropped once he comes up to the main roster. Because that dude is a hoss. I did not realize how big of a dude he is. And how quickly he's taken to this stuff. Uh, who like, was that? Tony D'Angelo. Oh. I, yeah, he he gets to fall under the... Oh, I guess I'm not surprised that he is a real athlete athlete. You know? Because uh, what did... I mean, he was a very good wrestler at Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was it, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, some of the Mac schools at least have decent wrestling programs. And again, to go back to the whole... The WWE... Well, A, it makes sense to have wrestling, you know, amateur wrestlers involved in your sport anyway. Yes. Uh, I, I, I know that they're not the same, but they are at least adjacent. Uh, and, and yeah, he seems to be one of those guys that's really picked up on it uh, quite quickly. And uh, yeah, he's not going to be in NXT terribly long. <laughs> No, but it's like, where does he go? I mean, there's so many people on the main roster now. You know, it's it's like, we're oh. kind of back at that point where it's a deluge of people. Yeah. But, although, you know, we had an hour match for tag teams on Raw, which was crazy. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on mm-hmm. NXT. Like, I didn't oh. hate the show, but again, it was just like, okay. And by the I'm way, Stevie it. Turner. That's it, yes. Is the, uh, yeah. is the Twitch streamer. I mean, supposedly everyone had visa issues or their visas all came up which is why this is happening I guess but it's like where'd, yeah actually where'd JD McDonough go he hasn't been seen in a few weeks yeah he's in kind of a weird spot where they still position him as close to a main event but he's also kind of taken some big L's yeah, yeah he's also Apollo Crews right yes that was the last one yeah. Yeah. And then, like, so Tyler Bates coming back. I guess Dragonoff, Joe Coffey, and Blair Davenport are the only ones that showed up that are gone. Right? Oh. I mean, Mina, Mina Sadamayor, but I don't think she was sticking around, anyways. Yeah, I didn't really expect her to. Uh, the Blair Davenport, I was a little bit surprised. It seemed like. They were going to have her around for longer than they did. It was just like, okay, here's your match. Bye. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. like, like I said, visa issues. I guess they had to go back and get it sorted out. That's that's what I think it was Melter said. Okay. So who knows? But I love Lisa Blair Davenport, too. So I think, I think she's really good. And like maybe sometimes in the ring, no. But her character and presentation... It's something different. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I did enjoy what I saw of her, but uh, again, admittedly limited. I I know that you watched a lot more NXT UK than I did. So, yeah, and I, and I mean, I admit I I slacked off at the end when there was no crowd because that was just brutal. <laughs> it was just brutal. 
I'm so happy all that bullshit is over. Like, uh, yeah, the no crowd thing. It, it, it. Of any sport, any sport. It was more tolerable with the regular sports. Wrestling without a crowd is just—it's not really wrestling. No, no. I mean, it, for an entertainment product, the way that you know it's been marketed or is marketed now, yeah, you absolutely need. You need that real life drama to it. Where a football game, it's you know, basketball, baseball, all this. You don't need a crowd because it's a real competition. Yeah, and there are real stakes. But goddamn, it helps. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, yes, yeah, still better with a crowd. But uh, I yeah, I can definitely see it yeah. as a uh, yeah. And that's why I'm hoping that this NXT it. show goes well here. So that they will get their asses out of away from the same people, the same fans, and just do something. Uh, oh, you know? yeah, I th- yeah, NXT being a touring brand again is uh, is a positive. Yes, because it makes money. That was my big thing. I know I bitched about it back then. How do you take a product that sells out twenty thousand seat arenas? And you go, nah. <laughs> Especially when you're a 77 year old man and you're th- worth $3 billion who decides, oh, fuck this, I'm going to sell my company. Uh, Did you like money or don't you? Make up your fucking mind. Probably a good way to end the show. Sure. Uh, bell time beer on your end? No, I forgot. Uh, I have a Gatorade Zero again. I am uh, clearing out the fridge. Uh, I can't remember if someone gave this to me. Uh, People seem to get a hold of... uh, Because I don't remember buying this uh, Dank House Brewing Guavas (laughs) the Star Dog. Uh, And it is uh, IPA dry hopped with El Dorado and Mosaic Hops. Uh, 7% alcohol. It is goddamn delicious. Uh, I uh, love the stuff from from Dank House. Uh, should uh, you ever come up, uh, that is definitely one of the stops. And uh, if I ever send uh, beverages your way, I should include them if I have anything that's actually not cold currently. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Dank House Brewing, one of the best uh, around the Columbus area in, uh, in my very uh, learned opinion at this juncture uh, as far as the breweries around town here. So, uh, yeah, go. Uh, and what? They're delivering. They just made some deal to be delivered in uh, Minnesota somewhere. Okay. So good for them. They have some distributor that they're working with to uh, distribute their beer. Uh, not only here uh, in Columbus, but also a little further away and uh, a little further up north. Good for them. So. It's uh, so weird. Like, you're Ohio. I mean, Minnesota is far. Well, it's not, yeah. It's not, but it's like, why Minnesota? Like, is that the only place you can uh, go? They had some uh, brewery that they're good friends with that they brewed some beers with up there. That have helped them obtain a distributor. I, if um, remembering the uh, 
uh, what their post correctly. Oh, okay. So, yeah, congratulations to them. Uh, my name's Kevin DeFrango, and uh, if you happen to hit me up on Twitter and or Instagram, where I don't really post beers anymore, uh, at DeFrango11. Uh, he is at Granny Maze. Brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any number of locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher. Have a good night, Grant Kids. Later, gang.